Welcome to For the Health of It with Dr. Jenny Brooke. You're listening to raw talk about full potential living to inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. Oh, it feels so good to be in the studio. Welcome back, everyone. So happy to be here. It's Dr. Jenny Brooke. I am joined today by my guest co-host, Kristen Myers. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much. I'm so pleased to be here. Oh, it's going to be fun. And here, here's some information on Kristen. If you've been at SCC, um, you have seen her um, help with the new patient evaluations and with x-rays. You also likely have hired her for her own company. It's called Alignment Vitality. Kristen's a certified holistic nutritional health coach. That's through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So she basically works with patients to offer guidance, support, and accountability in all areas areas of holistic health. So she's been an amazing member of our team. She has helped so many people. She has a history as a veterinary technician and a professional dog walking pet sitting business. So she brings her two poodles into the office. Yes. So this is the mother of Phineas and Ferb. So a lot of the patients know, know the poodles or have seen them on social media. So that all belongs to Kristen. Yes. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we have this um, opportunity to share more about what you know, because you have so much to give. And personally, I'm just really excited because we're going to talk about today, the mindset of health. Because, you know, oftentimes what happens is we have this idea that we want to improve our health or improve our family's health. And it's not just about deciding where to get your tools or what to do when you're sick or what to take or experience to not get sick. It really starts with how you're thinking about health. So, you know, if we went down to, you know, downtown and we just randomly surveyed people on the street and we said, um, you know, the question was, how do you know you're healthy? Mm-hmm. You know, what would most people say? Probably, well, I'm not in the hospital, right? Yeah. I feel good. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I feel fine. Yeah. You know, I'm fine. No, maybe they're a ticking time bomb for something, but I feel mm-hmm. fine, right? We kind of, we have these gauges of, of our health and it's, it's not so much on how we're functioning, You know, so here's some interesting statistics. You'll like this. So the U.S. population right now, this is as um, as of yesterday, U.S. population is three hundred and thirty five point nine million. The world population actually has topped eight billion. That crazy. Yes. (laughs) So U.S. is less than five percent of the world's population. Yet, according to ABC News, for example, the U.S. takes half of all the world's medication and most of the world's opioids. So that's pain relief drugs like Vicodin, Oxycontin. Last year in the U.S., 50,000 people died from opioid overdoses. So if 66% of U.S. citizens are on at least one pharmaceutical, you know, how's the average American doing in regards to health? And I'm not even talking about obesity. You know, I think the majority of people have some type of extra weight on them. But yet, according to the World Health Organization, guess where the U.S. ranks in health compared to other industrialized countries? So to put this in perspective, when the survey was done, France is is number one, Italy's number two. We are number 37, just below Costa Rica, just above Slovenia and Cuba. Yet, we are number one in healthcare spending per capita. So the question is, is what the average American person doing working for health? 
That's wild. No. I remember when you gave a workshop on this and I first heard these statistics and it just blew my mind. I, I couldn't believe it. And yet you could kind of look around and look at how people look and how they function. And maybe it's not that surprising. <laughs> That's true. Right? That's true. And yes. we even live in a fairly affluent area of the country where people have access to healthy food and, and exercise and health care. You know, so but bottom line is, if you want to be the average American in terms of how we raise our children to think about their health and how we take care of our bodies, um, most people would say no. So the way to not be average is you have to start thinking differently. And thinking has to precede behavior. For sure. You have to think differently. So, you know, it's different than what you'll read in popular magazines or what you'll hear on popular talk shows or what you'll hear on the news. It's different even than what the average healthcare professional will lead you to do. So let's think about it this way. Sickness is a lack of health right? We want to think of sickness as something that comes out of nowhere and latches on to our healthy body. Sickness is a lack of health, just like darkness is a lack of light. The only way to make it less dark is add more light. The only way to be less sick is to add more health. So that's why when you just treat a symptom, which is frequently how you feel, we don't necessarily get healthier. Treating the headache may make the Headache go away, but it will not make you a healthier person. Yes. Right? So you have to think differently. Question is, why do I get headaches? So hear this. Even if it's necessary to save a life, drugs are not the answer for creating health. So this is not an anti-pharmaceutical discussion because drugs will save lives. No doubt about it. There are instances where it just makes sense, but they will not necessarily make you a healthier person. They make, may make you feel better or keep you alive, but they won't, as far as creating healthier cells within our body, um, it's a different way of living, a different way of thinking. Because honestly, I don't want to manage sickness. I want health, yes. right? And I don't just want to feel good. I want vitality. Yes. I want to feel great. I don't want to fear germs. I want to believe in my body's healing ability, right? I don't want to disconnect from the world and myself. I want to be connected, my mind, my heart, my body. I want to connect with those around me. I want to feel that vitality. I want to feel love for my body, my fellow humans, my choices, my options. That's my life purpose. That's why it's exciting to talk about this. Yes, and I totally agree. I feel the exact same way. And I hear you talk about this quite often in the office as well. You know, if somebody has a headache, you know, maybe they take an Advil and it makes the headache go away, but that didn't reach you towards health. Like, go back and think, you know, maybe I needed to drink a little more water. Yes. So it's something that we really encourage our patients to just stop and really think, like, what is the root cause? What does my body actually need right now? And it's just taking that beat, right? It's in the morning. You're like, hmm, what does my body need? Well, geez, my lips are dry. My eyes feel dry. Maybe I'm dehydrated. Oh, you know, I didn't really drink water yesterday. You get up, you have a big glass of water. Wow, the headache's gone. Yes. Right? Even if you took, say, some type of medication because you just don't have time, you have this big you know, meeting you're about to have, but then in the car on the way there, you also hydrated, right? Yes. <laughs> At least try to ask your body what it needs, right? So let's talk about symptoms. So I want to express the value of a symptom, so we're taught that symptoms are bad. So when I say symptom, I mean cough, sneeze, vomiting, diarrhea, rashes, stuffy nose. We call the symptom the disease. We call the symptom the problem. I have a cough, 
right? Oh, what's going on with you? I just have this rash. I can't figure out how to get rid of it, right? May I suggest that in most cases, symptoms are often the cure, right? Yes. So this is kind of gross, but we have lots of holes in our body, right? So if the body has figured out what it doesn't want and it wants to get it out, right? We have lots of ways to get things out of our body. So here's like a very general way to think about it. You know, a lot of people have had the flu this season. Yes. So what's the first thing that happens when you get the flu? You maybe have a little headache, maybe you have a little body ache, and then maybe you start to feel warm and you get a fever. That stage of your body dealing with a virus is the virus replication stage. So basically your body has breathed in or somehow gotten a virus and the virus is going haywire replicating in your body and your body is slowing down stopping you're tired and the body's starting to kick into gear to try to figure out how to manage this replication of this virus so once the body starts to encapsulate it and basically the body will encapsulate the virus in mucus that's during the achy part, your body's just telling you to stop because it needs mm -hmm. to focus on this, right? So you're not hungry, you're sleeping more, maybe your, your body temperature is up because the fever is, is helping kill off, is raising the white blood cells to try to kill off the virus. So we're in the containment stage. Once the body has wrapped the virus in mucus and it needs, it can stop doing that, oftentimes the fever will then break, you might sweat it out, and then you'll start to feel better energy-wise, but then you'll start to be releasing the virus. So now the cold sniffles come <laughs> yes. on, and now you're sneezing, and now you have diarrhea, and that's another level of uncomfortableness, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the healing end of it. So instead of saying, oh, I just have this cough now, well, you actually have your body healing from the virus, and it's, it's, it's helping you. The professor of medicine at John Hopkins School of Medicine had said, sneezes and sniffles are good for you. They clear the airways of harmful irritants and allergy-causing substances and keep them out of your lungs. That's why I'm always so happy to sneeze. If you yes. think about a sneeze, it's like the most efficient, quickest, fastest way to, to breathe in a contaminant, which could just be something pollution, dust in the air. It could be a virus. Your body's like, uh-uh, and you just get it out super fast and forcefully. Yes, I love that. I remember hearing that from you a while ago. Now, every time I sneeze, I think of you. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Good job, body. Good job. <laughs> yes. So the doctor goes on to say, fever is also a condition you should try not to relieve. Fevers actually fight bacteria and viruses. If a fever isn't over 104 degrees, diseases are shortened by letting the fever run its course. So basically, when you have a fever, white blood cells are more active, and they just gobble up whatever germs are present more rapidly. So there, in fact, this is really interesting. In the, the journal Medical Hypothesis, it says, this study investigates the hypothesis that febrile infectious childhood diseases, that mean a child is sick and has a fever, are associated with a lower cancer risk in adulthood. The study consistently revealed a lower cancer risk for patients with a history of febrile infectious childhood diseases. Basically, what it's saying is allowing sickness oftentimes leads to greater health because that fever is not just killing that immediate irritant or virus, that fever is potentially cleaning out all unhealthy cells, all precancerous cells. Mm -hmm. So when we have this annual or biannual illness, especially with fever, you're just cleaning house. Yes. And then you notice you feel pretty good afterwards. Oh, yeah, totally. And and something else we say around the office too now is like, you know, you're not sick, you're expressing health. Which yes. Which is so true. It's so true. Yes. You have a project, right? Yes. So back to this professor of medicine, he continues, coughing rids the body of bacteria and viruses by way of the lungs. If you take a cough suppressant, that can lead to pneumonia or a lower respiratory tract infection. So if you think about this, we, t we breathe in 
this virus. And maybe we're dehydrated, so our nose has little cracks in it. You know, you wake up and you feel like your nose has almost fissures. It's it's dehydration. Usually we have a very thin mucus lining in the nose. And what that is designed to do is be a barrier and stop a virus or a bacteria from entering the body. So now it's winter. It's dry. You have a fissure. You breathe in. The virus can wiggle in through that fissure. And the body goes about trying to encapsulate it. Well, if it gets it super fast, you might just sneeze for a while. Or it'll stay more in the throat and you'll have a sore throat. Or it might work its way down and get lodged into the lungs. And that's why we cough with you know, more fervor because we're trying to get, get it out from a deeper place. Or maybe that virus travels all the way into the gut and now we have diarrhea because mm-hmm. we're trying to get it out. That's all just, it, once you understand it, it's really oh, yeah. quite fascinating, isn't it? Yes. So the symptom is not the disease, right? You don't have a cough. You don't have a fever. Instead, your body is healing from the virus or the bacteria. So think about all these diseases that we've put a name on that really aren't anything. They're a collection of symptoms or they're a Mm -hmm. name that doesn't even make sense. So for example, acid reflux disease, social anxiety disorder, restless leg syndrome, seasonal affective disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome, they're not, it's not like something outside of you came and latched on. Mm-hmm. It's basically saying your body has a set of symptoms, but yet we put a name on it because now we can create a code to send the insurance company and be able to get medication or reimbursement for the treatment of that. Yeah. Right? Like, here's an example. One time I had a woman come in with low back pain. And, you know, I, I, we deal with this all the time. Like, it's, it's exactly what I'm there to help people with very common. She comes in and I explain, I show her the x-ray, your spine has some misalignment, has some subluxation, let's get working on this. Well, she had had a medical appointment scheduled for like two weeks out because that was as soon as she could get in. So she's she gets around to the time and she's like, you know, my back's almost completely better. Do you think I need to keep the appointment? And I said, well, I'm not really sure what they'll do for you at this point. You're doing really well. She's like, well, you know, I got in. I might as well just go. So she comes back from the appointment. She's like, oh, I found out what's wrong with me. And I'm like, you did thinking, didn't I share with you what was wrong with you? Sure. But I didn't put a fancy name on it because I didn't need to send, you know, it's just not the way we think, right? She said, yes, it's called lower back pain syndrome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and she, there was so much value in yes. getting a name mm-hmm. put on it, which doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, think about this. Um, let's talk about rashes. So The skin is the largest organ, and it's just another hole or another way to get something out, right? So when our body takes something in and it says, nope, this this does not serve me, this, I don't like this, let's get it back out, you know, it could be from gluten, it can be from chemicals like polysorbate 80, maybe chemicals that are in hot tubs, aluminum and de- deodorants. It could come from food coloring. Mm-hmm. It the, it's the intelligent body saying, I, I don't like this. It's not working with me. And then we have a rash. So, wow, we have this rash now. And we have a rash. We have to fix the rash. So <laughs> yes. we put an ointment on the rash, which stops the rash, which puts the chemical in deeper. Yes. Right? So... Uh, Kristen, have you heard my blue pajamas story? I have. It's a wild story. Okay, but... so yeah, we yes. need to tell this. Yes, okay, you do. <laughs> so you know, like many of of the women maybe listening, 
you know, I was at TJ Maxx, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was buying like some hair clips and I'm just walking by the pajama section and there's these super cute shorty, short sleeve shirt, you know, button up. They're Ralph Lauren, the most beautiful blue little short pajama set. And I thought, well, that'd be really nice for summer. So I take it home. I don't try it on. Later that day, I'm like, I should try that on to see if I like it because I, I, I should wash it. So I tried it on. I'm like, oh, this is cute. And then I got distracted. So when you know it, before too long, I'm in bed and I thought, oh, I didn't, I forgot to wash this. I was going to change and I was so tired. And it was like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So I fell asleep. Woke up the next morning. No big deal. So it was about two days later. And I was like, what's wrong? I was itching under my arms. I had a rash under my arms. I'm like, that's weird. And I just dealt with it. It got worse. And like now it's like peeling. It was gross. And it hurt. And I'm like, okay, well, my body's got a rash for some reason. I don't know. And then the next morning, I lifted my arm and it looked like bruises. Like I had dark bruising under my armpits. I'm like, what is happening? And then a little light bulb light bulb went off in my mm-hmm. brain. I went and got a white washcloth and I wet it and I wet, I wiped under my arms. Wouldn't you know it was bright blue dye? Uh, yes. So my body probably had sweated during the night. I had, my body had taken in this blue dye and it took a couple days for basically some inflammation to occur in my skin that would basically open up the holes of your skin bigger so that my body could then push out the blue dye. Now, what if I had put a rash ointment on and I didn't let my body go through that process. Do you think blue dye stuck in your armpits near lymph nodes and breast tissue? You know, yeah. we, we research cancer and, and this is the kind of stuff that can happen. So a lot of people will go to the extreme of not even um, you know, wearing only natural fibers. Mm-hmm. You know, minimally, I, I will never wear especially a shirt without washing it first to get yes. that dye off. Yeah. But again, it goes back to the body's really smart. If we, if we first come from the place of this is interesting, what is my body trying to do? And we trust it and not stop the symptom. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting what can happen because getting to the cause is what's important because the symptom, the rash was not the disease, right? But conventional healthcare might insist on calling the disease the rash and you have to treat the symptom. And then we claim success when the ointment made the rash go away. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually it wouldn't have been a success. Correct. Yes. It would have been terrible, right? So the most common phrases you'll hear is, you know, what's the cause? Oh, it's just bad genes, bad germs, bad luck, which mm-hmm. is all very outside in and things that you don't feel like you have control over. You know, because no one ever became ill due to a deficiency in a pharmaceutical drug. My headache is not a lack of ibuprofen. Yes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> right? So Hippocrates said, diseases are a crisis of purification, of toxic elimination. Symptoms are the natural defenses of the body. We call them diseases, but in fact, they are the cure of diseases. This was saying, being said all the way back in Hippocrates' time. So, you know, here's the thing. There are going to be situations where we need intervention. Our body is beyond the capacity to heal. And deciphering and discerning when that time is, is something that you want to have a healthcare provider who you trust to help you do that. Because I am absolutely not saying that there's no place for medical care. There is. Um, and it's something that my family and I would, would always use when necessary. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's a lot of room here for asking better questions, thinking differently, and having a goal of actually creating healthy bodies um, as time goes on. So we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're actually going to talk about, well, what do we do to be healthy then? What are some of the solutions? And I think you'll really enjoy it. Awesome. 
You're listening to Raw Talk About Full Potential Living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you are in the Southern New Hampshire area, mention this podcast and schedule a health checkup at SCC for special podcast pricing. Call or text 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about SCC, go to sccvitality.com or call 673-5600. Learn about wellness chiropractic, massage therapy, the naturopathic doctor, red light therapy, and more. Now back to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. So we've talked a lot about how symptoms are not disease, and we've talked about having this different mindset when it comes to being healthy and making choices for health, but knowing that it comes first from how we think about it. So let's talk about another way. What we're going to call this is just the natural approach, right? So that's the belief that the body has an innate power or inborn power to heal, and if supported, it will do so. So an example would be, you cut your finger, and you just have this this innate knowing that a finger likely your body can handle. A cut on the finger is something your body can heal from. Now, you still might seek medical attention to give your finger the best environment to heal. So for example, if you're looking at that cut and you're like, "Mm, I might need some stitches. So you go to the urgent care and and they're like, yeah, you're right. Let's put two stitches in here. That'll just make sure it it heals aligned. And then you make sure it's clean and dry and then cover it so it will stay clean and dry, and then you give it time, right? And then before you know it, you take that bandage off, you can't even see the cut. Or let's just say that you don't have access to get stitches or you decide maybe I don't need them. Maybe the body doesn't 100% heal it perfectly, maybe it has to compensate, and you just have a little scar. Yep. But the mindset was that you believed your body could heal. And I think for most of us, we would do that with a cut, right? Yeah. So it's there. We have that belief system. You know, it's no different than you break an arm. You know, you, you need the doctor to help you because to give the arm the right environment, the right position to heal, you might need someone to set it properly. You need to get the cast put on, right? And then you need to give it time, right? And as long as you don't saw off the casts, like my brother did, right, growing up, oh, right, then you probably will have a perfectly good, if not stronger arm, right? But let's just say it wasn't able to be set properly, or you cut the cast off, or you did something, you know, you stuck the, the wire hanger down there you know, too many times. I don't know. You know, maybe you'll lose some range of motion, or maybe you'll have a little bump, right? So the body is going to heal as best it can, given the environment, and where it can't, it will compensate. So there's going to be injuries in, in times where we're beyond the capacity for our body to perfectly heal. And then that's where we go and get surgery to put the, you know, the pin in the ankle or to, you know, whatever we have to do to repair. And, and thank goodness we have that type of help. But the mindset is, I trust my body can do this. I want to give it every opportunity, whether I need intervention or not, and then let my body do what it can. Yes, exactly. So what we observe as the body's symptoms, the pain, right? The uncomfortableness, that's all part of the healing process. So a healing project, like you said, expressing health or having a healing project, you know, my body is taking the time it needs to heal from this virus. Um, I have patients now come in. I'm like, oh, I didn't see you last week. Oh, I had a healing project. (laughs) Right? Doesn't that just sound nice? Because it's true. Your body's just expressing health. Oh, do you have some sniffles? Yeah, I'm just expressing health. I'm, I'm on the end of it. I'm doing really well. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So it takes more than a germ, right? 
So Louis Pasteur, remember that guy, pasteurization, he supported the germ theory during his life. At the end of his life, and I'm going to attempt to read, to read Latin, he said, <laughs> Tautus de le terrain, rein le microbe, which means the environment means everything, the microbe nothing. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So there was this interesting study where experimenters incubated cold viruses placed them directly on the mucus lining of the nose and found that their subjects came down with a cold only 12% of the time. Right. And that happens, you know, somebody in the household sick, not everybody gets sick. Someone in the workplace is sick, not everybody gets sick. Right. So for germs to grow in you, you must give them an environment to grow. So your own body harbors most of the organisms that they fear. Right. Germs are everywhere. Building health is not about eliminating the germs. So we're going to tell a story. It's called the taking out the trash story. So you're doing dishes. You're looking out your window. You have a beautiful lawn, a nice little curb, residential street. And, you know, you you always like looking at your lawn because it's really nice. The curbside is clean. There's no animals. There's no bugs. Then you remember that you needed to take out the trash. Trash man comes in the morning. So you take out the trash. You put it on the curb. You go back in to do the dishes. And you get called away by a phone call. You come back an hour and a half later, you got to finish the dishes before bed. You look out at the curb and you notice that the bag had fallen over and had ripped and there's food and debris and contents of the bag all over the curb. Oh no, I got to go clean that up. So you go out there and not only is it strewn all over the curb, but now there's bugs. Mm right? (laughs) All the bugs have come out of nowhere. So the question is, were the bugs not in the environment? They were clearly, Mm -hmm. but they didn't come into the curb until there was trash there, right? So we have the bugs are around. It's not that there's not bugs. Sure. They just didn't come until there was something for them to to invade, right? Mm -hmm. So what caused the problem? Did the bugs cause the problem? No, the trash spilling caused the problem. So this analogy is if you don't take care of yourself, your body will become the dump that attracts every rat and every germ in the neighborhood. Mm. Right? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> metaphor. So what makes the trash spill? Right? What, make, what makes your body a suitable host for a virus, which especially if it's only 12% of the time, to attach to? So these are the kind of things if you want to um, build a better body, these are the things to focus on. So number one is dehydration. We talked about that. Yes. It seems so simple. Just drink water. <laughs> you know, maybe put some minerals or some, make sure it's, it has salt in it if you want to really, really hydrate, especially in warm climates. But just drinking water. When we are dehydrated, especially in the winter, we are more likely to get sick. Mm-hmm. It's one of the simplest things that people can do. Number two, lower your immunity every time you have sugar. So if you want to be healthier, you avoid sugar. If you're worried about getting sick, avoid sugar. If you're starting to get sick, you avoid sugar. It has been proven that sugar consumption will temporarily dip your immunity. Your immune system will be affected. So if you have sugar all day long, your mm-hmm. immune system is always affected. So we see this at the holidays. No, we do. <laughs> Don't we? People yes. come in after Christmas. They come in after Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. after Halloween. Easter, <laughs> Halloween, and they're sick and they've had yeah. sugar. And it's not just the kids. So making sure you avoid sugar when you're trying to make sure you're not getting sick. The next one is sleeping enough. You know, our body restores when we sleep. Our deep sleep, which is one aspect of sleep, restores the physical body. If we're not giving our body the sleep it needs, it will have a lowered immunity and you will be more likely to get sick. 
We know this, right? It's not mm-hmm. like rocket science, but it's it's very true. And making sure you're going to bed in those hours before midnight that the body has the most potential for healing. 10.30 is really the cutoff to get ideal healing sleep. Mm-hmm. Next one is the trash will spill if we're not managing stress. So you think about when you're in a high stress situation, you breathe differently. You have more shallow breathing right? Um, You hold strain in your tissues. Yes. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Yeah. You think about like, am I stressed out? And you check in with yourself and you realize your shoulders are more tense. Your jaws clenched, right? You might be even holding your breath. Yes, that's true. Or even like that little, right between your Mm -hmm. eyebrows, you're holding tension in your face. Maybe you're, maybe you're making a fist with your hand or holding onto something more tightly. Yeah. It's really interesting. So if you're managing stress, you're checking in with your body. Um, Obviously, you're dealing with making sure your fight or flight hormones aren't out of whack. Um, You're finding ways to rest and digest. Yes. Right? Not just be in fight or flight. Um, which we also see this in the, our clinical practice with chiropractic, you know, that tension will change the very little tissue ligaments along the spine and people are more likely to get subluxated in their spine when they've had tension. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting because people will say, oh, I just had so much stress last week, I couldn't make it in. That's when you have to come in extra (laughs) because the adjustment not only will release chemicals that help your body relax, but it'll make sure you're not gathering more tension than necessary in your body. So managing stress, not slowing down. Hmm. Yes. (laughs) Right? So running on empty. So what happens if you don't slow down? Eventually your body will stop you. Yes. You'll get injured or you'll get sick. Yep. I see this all the time. Yes. Yeah. I, I can relate to it in my own life. Can you, Kristen? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like your body will say, nope, you're all done. Yep. It's you, time. You go lay <laughs> down. down. Yes. So I'd rather not have to be injured or sick to yes. do that. <laughs> I think the 20 minute rest, you know, on yes. my own decision yes. is worth it. <laughs> Because the, this whole burnout idea, it's its so true. Mm-hmm. I see it so much. Yeah. So focusing on what you need. And then just unchecked inflammation. You know, Kristen mm-hmm. recently in the office did a whole workshop on gut health. And this inflammation that we get in the gut through maybe too much pharmaceuticals, too many poisons that are going in the body in different ways, whether it be food or drinks or drugs, you name it. Um, maybe we have a, an unchecked chemical or food sensitivity, you mm-hmm. know, that we're around or just environmental new construction or we're in an, an area that has old, old sick building syndrome. So this inflammation that's unchecked will create a, just a chronic trash spill in our body. So some other unseen problems we'll see is iron deficiency, vitamin D deficiency, lead or mercury poisoning, um, unchecked subluxation in the spine, or even parasites. Mm-hmm. So the idea is in order to take responsibility, one, we have to understand that we're the spilled trash. We are the problem, not the virus or the bug, right? Yes. It's not your brother's fault because he came <laughs> over for, for a meal and he gave you his cold. Yes, as much as you like, might like to blame him, right? Right. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I mean, he did, you know, present the opportunity mm-hmm. for your body to have a health project, but your body decided to have that health project because yes. again, 12%, right? Yeah, right. So more like, ah, the virus was able to latch on to me because I wasn't taking care of myself, right? Or here's a thought. There can be a benefit to acute illness. Mm. 
Maybe it's part of health. Maybe it's part of exercising your immune system. And we see this with children. I mean, common childhood diseases should be happening in that kindergarten through fourth grade time. The kids get sick a lot because we're priming the immune system. And when we allow kids to get sick, they're less likely to have major autoimmune and cancer type problems as adults. Yeah. We have to work our system right now For and sure. then. So instead of being sick, we can call it, we're just doing sick. Succumb <laughs> like to that. it, embrace it. You know, and here's here's the thing. I've so been in this place. Let's just say it's Sunday night and you're like, ah, oh, I have a scratchy throat. Oh, seriously, I have a fever. I, I just can't imagine going to work in the morning. I'm supposed to leave at 7 a.m., you know, and I've got that report and I've got this. And there's just like, there's no way I can be sick mentally. Like, it's impossible. I, I have to be there. But then you're sick enough that you, maybe you're vomiting now, right? You're sick enough that you have to ask yourself, okay, if I, if I had to cancel, like, what would that look like? So then you have to wrap your head, head around, what do I do? So you finally make that phone call or send that email or that text and you're like, it's really looking like I can't be there. And then maybe you have to rearrange a few things and make a few more phone calls. And then as soon as you realize, I just created a situation where I can let my body heal, you can succumb to it and you embrace it. How good does that feel? Oh, yeah. You just let go of it. You go <laughs> yes. crawl back into bed and you succumb yes. and you start treating your body with attention and love. For sure. And then that almost takes away another level of that stress of everything you're worrying about. So you're taking that stress away, allowing your body to just do what it needs to do to express the health. I actually think that's one of the blessings that we had um, in the, the crazy COVID years was yeah. it, it went from, oh, just push through it and still go to work or sc- still go do it. Like you, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. You had symptoms. You were not showing up at work. It, yeah. was, it was just not going to happen right. anymore. And people were forced to uh, even just a sniffle stay home, which really is ideal from a healing standpoint. Yeah. Right. And it kind of reset that expectation. So I, I think that's good. Definitely. So then the other way to talk about support is what do you have in the house, right? So for example, a lot of people, they call it a medicine cabinet, mm-hmm. right? So tell me, tell me what you think, Kristen. Are you healthier if your cabinet is chock full of medication or if it's just like Band-Aids and Q-tips? Yeah, I'd say Band-Aids and Q-tips, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> yes. I think we've proven the, per, the people taking the most medication aren't necessarily the healthiest people. I mean, that seems so simple, but if medication made you healthier, then those would be the healthiest people. Exactly. The people on no medication wouldn't be healthy, Mm -hmm. right? So this idea that we don't want medicine unless we absolutely have to, right? Because it doesn't make us healthier. It may make us feel better. Right. It may save our life, but it doesn't make our cells necessarily healthier, right? So I like to call it a health drawer. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, we have a health drawer, you know? (laughs) So there's just... Tools we've learned over the years to put in our health drawer. And it might be like Arnica mm-hmm. and Boswellia, yep. garlic oil for the ears if there's an earache or, you know, there's some homeopathic um, stuff if someone has, say, diarrhea. There's calendula if the skin has mm-hmm. something going on. Probably, though, our, our best family support tool um, that we offer in the office is adjustments. Yes, that's huge. You know, adjustments bring stress hormones down. So it's what's most interesting to me is when someone comes in and they're, as, as producer Mike used to call me, a swirling dervish, and they're they're swirling around, clearly going towards burnout. They're just moving, 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 and then you make them lie down. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll actually say to a patient, I'll be right back. I have to go to the bathroom. Just stay lying down. So I know they need to <laughs> yes, lie down for yes. a minute, right? And then you come back and you adjust them, and they are a different person when they stand up, almost oh, like yeah. that blink, blink. 
blink, blink with their eyes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it immediately brings the stress hormones down. Yes. Because really the goal of chiropractic is to reconnect and replenish that innate or inborn power to the body by initiating the release of nerve interference that's caused by spinal subluxation, right? Or lack, mm-hmm. or lack of proper movement and alignment in the spine. That's it right there. Yeah. It's the flow of, of, through the body of nerve flow, which is the power of life. So getting adjusted if you have been around sick people and you need to make sure your immune system high is high is a good idea. Because really, so many things, they're not a physical problem. It's a power problem. Mm-hmm. When your spine is off, you don't have a physical problem per se. It's a power problem. It's more of a philosophy. It's this ad- above, down, inside, out principle, mm-hmm. right? It's a law. Yeah. It's a way of life. An example of this, um, Kristen, you'll like this, is you know a lawn and garden expert, to have the healthiest, best looking lawn, it's not about finding the best chemicals to put on the lawn. It's about having the best soil. Mm, yes. Right? Yes, so true. Right? And so it, it, working with with nature, it's it's making sure. So you still might manage it with what you put on, but it, it's working with the soil. Yeah. Adjustments, chiropractic adjustments, they don't heal. It's the power that heals you. Right. So we release power inside people's bodies. The adjustment's very physical. The power's non-physical. That's why Mm -hmm. when I say power's on. Yes. (laughs) Right. Or the power that made the body heals the body. Yes. Because it's the power in our bodies when it's unleashed that eliminates inflammation, that restores fatigue, that regenerates tissue, that aligns the spine. I'm a conduit to take the misalignment out so your body can go back to healing and moving the way it needs to. So how how can you be drug free, right? Like, how do you do that? How do you even know what to put in your health drawer? How do you have a doctor who like supports you and only use the medication when absolutely necessary? Honestly, you have to align with a practitioner that thinks like this. Mm-hmm. You just, ha- that's really the only way. And if you're, it's like butting your head against a cement wall. If you're going to try to take your standard doctor who has a tool bag of pharmaceuticals or, or surgery and you want them to help you create health. Yep. Right. It's just not what they're, what they're trained to do. There might be some really great ones out there. I'm not saying this is a general rule, but there's naturopaths or doctors of naturopathy. There's nurse practitioners that practice on their own. There's holistic medical doctors. Obviously, there's chiropractors. There's people like Kristen who have um, certificates or degrees in nutrition that um, work on um, improving people's overall health. So the question is, what does your healthcare professional believe? Do they just want to treat your symptoms as the disease or believe that the body's adapting and how can we support it instead, right? So this whole idea that outside in, healing comes outside in, the body's dumb, it just needs something from the outside to fix it, or the body's smart, and it's doing its best to manage a trauma or toxicity or deficiency, and we want to find how we can support it. Yes, definitely. And then what's in their toolbox? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're just tied to insurance and all they can offer you is a pharmaceutical, you're going to have a limitation. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, So people think, well, you know, gosh, you know, what if I need a drug though? I don't, I don't want to have only this natural doctor. There's a lot of doctors who you can have two doctors. You can have one you go to in crisis. You have one you can go to for health. Or there's Mm -hmm. some doctors I have, we have great holistic medical doctors who do, do it all, naturopaths. But if you decide that a drug is just not an easy option that you have filled your health with, but instead mm-hmm. it's a last resort. Yes. Right? In the past 25 years, I, I've taken Advil twice, intense toothaches. Mm-hmm. Right? What do I do then if I get a headache? Well, I 
drink some water, I get adjusted, I go lay down, you know, and then as a last resort, I have a homeopathic from Highlands called migraine. I'll take one. It says to take two, I'll try one. And, yeah. and usually by then it's gone, right? What happens if you get a backache? What happens if you get a fever or get an infection? So having tools, having plans, that helps. Um, the second one, obviously, is getting very clear on what you believe and making sure your practitioner is in alignment with you and then have them help you with support tools. So I had this sweet, 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 one of my favorite people in the world. She's an 85-year-old woman. She just had a, a birthday. And she came in and, you know, she's a wellness chiropractic patient for years and she really tries to avoid medication and she just is just a little spitfire, tons yes. of vitality. <laughs> so she comes in and she says, Dr. Jenny, I, I just tell me what to do so I don't have to take Advil. Because I ended up taking like three Advil this weekend and I don't want to wreck my gut. That's Aww. what she said. <laughs> and I said, well, have you thought of like Boswellia or turmeric? She's like, what are those? And so I'm like, well, come with me. They're just, you know, herbs and natural ways that can reduce inflammation. And for a lot of people, that's enough to take, you know, body aches or headache away. And she's looking at the cabinet and she said, oh, is that CBD oil? Please tell me that doesn't have the things that make you hallucinate. <laughs> I said, no, there's no THC. That's just, a, it's another tool. It can really help people with inflammation. So she was all about it. Her friend had, she just wanted to try oh that. Goodness. So she bought that and took it home. And the next day she came back and she said, I'll never need a drug again. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, well, we don't know about that. But <laughs> but she now has tools and she's super excited. You know, yes. you're 85, yes. you wake up with some issues and she has something natural that she can take. That again, CBD drops do not have THC. They're Correct. not a drug. You can buy them off the counter. You want to get something that's high quality because sure. the preservatives are pretty bad. But you know, sometimes just having a practitioner who can guide you towards more natural means and then having them at the house, that's it. So then the last thing you can do is finding like-minded support, which may be um, you know, a friend from high school that you see on Facebook seems to think that way and lead her life that way and you connect. Maybe you're part of a Facebook group. Um, in our office, Holistic Moms Network meets there. Um, you have certain people in your life who you know you can go to. And maybe when it comes to health stuff, you just avoid certain other people because you don't want mm -hmm. a lot of opinions, right? Because knowing how to treat a condition. It's just the surface of things, right? The core philosophical belief behind the how and the what and the when is critical, right? So migraine headaches, just take this drug. No headache, headache comes back, take the drug again. Um, stops working, take a different drug. Try a stronger drug, right? When you finally say, hold on, hold on to your practitioner, you know, what, what do you believe is causing my headaches? Like, what, what is it, right? If they look at you like, I'm I don't know, you yeah. know, there's a problem, right? But if they're like, well, you know, let's do some food sensitivity training, uh, testing, maybe we can see if there's something you're eating, uh, you know, or let's check your spine, or let's look mm -hmm. to see if you are having eye strain from your computer use, yeah. or maybe chronic dehydration, or just you, your computer's not set up well, we got to work on ergonomics, or you're just not handling stress well, let's help you find someone to help you with that. Maybe you're having too much caffeine, like you just have to keep asking why, and a yeah. good doctor will take the time to help you with that. But you know, a lot of traditional doctors, there's no money in that. The time it takes, the education, the self-awareness, um, mm -hmm. there's no money in that. So unfortunately, if you're, if you're paying for an office visit with someone who doesn't have the, the desire or the tools to help you, you're, you're going to keep you know, hitting your head to the wall. So bottom line, I'm not interested in focusing on the problem. I want to keep talking about health how to create it, how to support it, how to protect it. Um, I don't want to be a typical American. 
And there is a demand for a different way. So here's the thing, and you know this, Kristen, the hardest part about finding more natural help is we're all so busy Mm. and full in our practices. The longest waiting lists are these natural practitioners. Um, We recently brought in a third doctor, so we finally have the capacity to help more people. So that's been great. And I have connections. Um, There's online forums that help you find people um, that either take your insurance or they have they can take FSA money or HSA Mm -hmm. money, because that's a big point of resistance is money. So people, what they'll do is they'll use HSA or FSA if they have it. They'll switch to a higher deductible insurance that they have for crisis care and the money that they're saving can then be used for more practitioners that are in alignment. Because here's the bottom line, you're going to pay either way. You're either going to pay to stay healthy now or you're going to pay to fix sick later. Right. So again, it's a mind shift. Yes. It's a different way to think about it. And there's a lot of natural things you can do to be healthy. Definitely. So my hope for everyone is that just at least made you think, made you talk to some people in your life and see what people are doing, see what might make sense for you, make sure your practitioners are aligned. Um, And then, you know, you just start the work because this is yet one body. This is it. Yes, exactly. This is your one life. Yep. Right. And it's one thing to live a long life, but it's another thing to live a vital life. For sure. And that's what we want. Definitely. Be well, everybody. You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brook, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio in Amherst, New Hampshire. Mention this podcast and schedule a health checkup at SCC with special podcast pricing. To schedule, call or text 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio, call 673-5600 or check out sccvitality.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center NH or Instagram at SCC underscore chiropractic. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.